Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 202. I want to thank you for taking the time to join me on this episode. As we continue our way through Lessons in Luke, uh, today we are picking up in chapter 7. And um, today we're going to talk specifically on there's a centurion that uh, demonstrates great faith. And in his demonstration of faith and belief in uh, what Jesus is capable of and how he is superior. Uh, he amazes the Lord. And so we're going to read this story and then just kind of unpack a few thoughts on it as we make our way. So it's Luke chapter 7, verse 1. And it begins When Jesus had finished saying all this to the people who were listening, he entered Capernaum. There, a centurion's servant whom his master valued highly, was sick and about to die. The centurion heard of Jesus and sent some elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him, This man deserves to have you do this, because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. So Jesus went with them. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes." And that one come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd, following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. Then the men who had been sent returned to the house and found the servant well. So this is a a pretty profound um, story that happens here. Um, it's it's profound for us because, well, he, here from where we are in time, I mean, we have a bigger picture um, of the narrative of Jesus. Um, we have a, some greater insight into. We have, you know hundreds and hundreds of years of teaching and um, uh, and revelation. And so we sometimes take that for granted um, compared to those where this was maybe unfolding just right before their eyes. Um, perhaps it was, you know, even, you know, before these the gospel accounts were written. So we're at a great advantage um, because we have a fuller picture of, uh, a fuller narrative of what's happening during uh, this special ministry of Jesus. Um, we appreciate this occurrence, this story. Um, when I say story, uh, please hear it as not just some you know children's story that you you know would hear told, but uh, an actual occurrence, a happening. 
And so um, when we hear this, it's, it's very inspiring because it demonstrates to us the, the power of Jesus' word to, to just utter it and um, an effect can be felt. In this case, a servant made well who was on the edge of dying. And so it reinforces for us the power of Jesus' word. Now, um, I want to point out um, perhaps a few things as we unpack this a little. Um, the, the word had gotten around of, of Jesus and his ability and no doubt his kindness to those who were sick and afflicted. Because the centurion, so that's a, a Roman soldier, had heard of Jesus. So that we see that in verse 3. So th- how important is it for us to speak about what we're experiencing by way of, of Jesus Christ? Because if, we, if we're not speaking of him and what he's done and what he's doing then how will others hear if the centurion had not heard stories of of what the impact that Jesus had made then he very possibly would have missed out on this opportunity to send for some elders of the Jews to to go and and approach Jesus to heal his servant so this reinforces the desperate need for declaring what Jesus has done. And also I think something that we can find in these scriptures is we find the kindness of Jesus. You know, something that I've kind of picked up on before that it's one of those one of those places where in scripture where you just you're not really sure how to take it, at least for me. But we see in verse 4, when they came, these elders came to Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly and says, this man deserves to have you do this because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. And then it says in verse 6, so Jesus went with them. Um, you know, what if, what if we find someone who doesn't necessarily deserve to have Jesus intervene. Well, in fact, none of us really deserve it. Um, But we see here the case that these elders make to Jesus in telling Jesus that this man deserves his intervention. It's kind of a presumptuous, I think, thing for these leaders to to declare that he is deserving of Jesus's intervention. But what I think it does show here is Jesus doesn't rebuke them and correct them. He doesn't say, well, no one deserves it. And he doesn't make a case for why he doesn't deserve it. And then, you know, and then uh, declare that yet despite his undeservingness, he will Make he will go and impact this man's life. Um, Jesus doesn't do that. He just went with them, and so 
I see even in the naivety of of these leaders, uh, Jesus doesn't doesn't necessarily use this as a teaching moment to correct their uh, ideology or the way or even really their theology. You know, the, they would probably make an argument that you know if you deserve the good impact of, of from god then you know he he would be more likely to intervene in your situation i think that's the way many of us think is you know if we if we've done enough good then we can acquire something from the lord it's not he doesn't work on this exchange system uh, like we like we would like in our financial market it's not like a goods for a service type of structure but um, in the kindness of Jesus he doesn't he doesn't correct this he just simply goes with them and so i think that's a powerful thing to think about um, not all moments have to be a correction and teaching moment um but reading on, um, he, he was not far from the house, and these friends come up to Jesus and tell him, uh, on behalf of the centurion, don't trouble yourself, um, I don't deserve to have you come under my roof. Um, that's actually a, a neat kind of segue off of what we had just spoke about. The elders, some elders of the Jews say, this man deserves it. But then when we see Jesus coming to him, the comment is, Lord, I don't deserve. Not only do I not deserve for you to come under my roof to be near where I am, but I definitely don't deserve you to intervene graciously in my situation. So I think that's a, a powerful realization that is found on behalf of the centurion. And it just goes to show you the difference in the religious thinking versus um, you know, those who are finding themselves in need of saving or uh, healing or whatever the case may be. But I've actually never noticed that before until just now as we are unpacking this. So he says, this centurion, this, I don't deserve to have you even come in my presence, but, um, and that's why I didn't consider myself worthy to come to you. Now, what amazes Jesus is this centurion's grasp of authority and power. And he's well suited to understand this because of his position he has soldiers under him who he tells to go and do this, and they would, or to come here, and they will, or say he or he says to his servant, do this, and he does it. Now, this is something that I would challenge us as we close this out and process it. Um, when Jesus heard this, verse 9, he was amazed at him. And then he tells the crowd following him, I have not found such great faith even in Israel, among essentially his own people, among the people of God. This is powerful. 
And it's also kind of telling because, you know, this centurion was a Gentile. And though the, though the gospel had yet to come to a Gentile people, he had a, a greater connection to faith than even the people of faith. Jesus is saying that this man is demonstrating greater faith than those that faith even came through initially. And so I would challenge each of us to, one, um, if if you don't currently exercise um, an appreciation and a, a growing faith, that you would ask the Lord to help multiply your faith, to grow it. And, but also, as Scripture tells us, when, when his disciples ask for, uh, in, to increase the faith, their faith, he, Jesus tells them, if you, you know, faith even the size of a mustard seed can accomplish more than you could have ever imagined. So even, even more than just increasing it, which is good and appropriate and necessary, we let us also um, put to work and acknowledge the faith that we do have because even when it's just a little, God can take it and do the impossible with it. And so may we too be a people of amazing faith that would amaze the Lord. And, um, and then may we spread that around and talk and speak of all that he has done so that more and more people have the opportunity to come to that saving knowledge of the person of Jesus Christ and all that he is doing and has done and will do in the future. So thank you for listening to this next episode. I pray that it's a blessing to you. And we will see you on the next one. God bless. I'm close to you. I would trade a million lifetimes for a moment here